Rockwire Podcast. Album reviews, news, and songs that don't suck. A weekly endeavor into heavy metal discovery, music, and talk. Listen to the podcast on Spotify Premium for full-length musical tracks included. The Rockwire can also be found on YouTube. Just search Rockwire Podcast. Jam to the playlist we have for the show. Rockwire Playlist 2022 on Spotify Playlist. We update it weekly with all the songs we review. Keep up on what's coming up on the show. CJ Rockwire Facebook. Not bad. Not bad? What the hell is that supposed to mean? Not bad means not bad. <coughs> And I suppose thanks for nothing means thanks for nothing, right? Listen, if I was in a bar and I heard you play, it'd be nice being in there. Then I'd go home and I'd forget all about it. That's what not bad means. Thanks a lot, man. Hey, you don't want the truth, don't ask. Make up your own, like everybody else. Look, man, I want to learn. Is that okay? You ain't going to learn nothing by impressing yourself with some five-minute guitar riffs. I mean, it was good. It would dazzle an audience, but that's the easy part. Hey, okay, hold on a second, Hotshot. Well, why don't you show me something I don't know? Am I recording? I love doing that. Okay, okay. Well, somebody's recording. I, I interrupted his, here we go. Let's do yeah, it again. yeah, you're, you're recording now. Here, here we go. Here we go. One more time. Here we go. Go. I'm CJ. This is the Rockwire Podcast. How are you doing tonight? What I have tonight is three new active songs that don't suck and three cover songs. A trifecta of three cover songs that are excellent. With me tonight, from the city by the bay, therapeutic waters, one a pond. Go buy one beefcake bread. Oh my gosh, it's so great. Um, we had so much rain today and now it's freezing. I'm gonna go ice skate to work tomorrow because I can't get my truck out of the driveway. And down below from the Badlands, huntsmansupply.com serving all of your outside sporting good needs <laughs> Derek how are you tonight? yeah well great you know my like I said uh my heater and my my water hot water tank is out so and it's negative oh yeah it's it's gonna be negative uh, like 14 tonight with wind chill of negative 30 so that's gonna be fun for my family and uh uh what was I gonna say I don't know so I'm just trying to stay warm I didn't take a shower tonight so that's why I have a beanie on my luxurious hair isn't showing. Just imagine if you sold 
in-home sporting goods supplies, how warm your house would be. <laughs> yeah, you don't have a generator on that website now, do you? That's tough. It's, I looked, but it's tough to do that. <laughs> All right, B-Rad. Out of our three active rock singles we have tonight, which one are we leading off with? You know, I think we should lead off with Black Swan. Oh, excellent. All right. So the band Black Swan, the new single is called Generation Mind. Mind, M-I-N-D. So I'm going to put you two on the spot because this is an all-star band. And I want you to let me know if you recognize any of these all-star names and tell me what band they were in before they joined forces and became the Black Swan. On bass, Jeff Pilsen. Dockin' with Dockin'. <laughs> you got it. You got it, Derek. On vocals, Robin McCauley. The Michael Shanker Group and Survivor. On drums, Matt Starr with two R's. Oh, God. Who do you play for? Mr. Big. Big. And for Ace Freely. Now, this is the one that I actually expect you to get. On guitar. Red Beach. Red Beach. Red Beach. Winger. And White Snake. Okay, you did better than I thought. So this band formed in 2019. The they put out a 2020 album called uh oh, sorry, Shake the World. Shake the World. Thought I said strike for something. Couldn't read my own sloppy handwriting. Yes, so can, can, I correct, can I correct you on one thing before you keep going? Red right. Beach also played in Dockin'. Did he? I didn't know that. Well, good job. Oh. Good job. Oh, you, you think you think Brad's right on that, Derek? Yeah, he seems confident. He does seem pretty confident. He's seemed confident before, though. All, all right. But let's check it out. Then you guys can comment. Black Swan Generation Mind. Derek, what do you think about this one? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is I could tell you brought it. And, and let me just ask Brad, do you know why CJ brought this song? Oh, I could tell you why he brought the song. It's got an incredible bass line. Yeah, that's what I noticed, too, about this. So the cool thing about this band is this song, it's a good song. But as soon as it hit the chorus, it just dates itself completely for me. I, I feel, you know, and that's not, you know, sometimes on this thing, we, we say things and it could come out as a negative. That's not always a negative thing. I grew up in the eighties and nineties and, and love this music. So, but to me, I thought it was a really cool. I like the song. I like the song. I just thought when they went in the chorus, it got a little, yeah, he was, they're touching the ringer, uh, the winger uh, roots. That's all I know. Now, I thought this song was about 
you know, being happy with what you got, uh, being happy maybe without a person. Generation Mind. Brad, did you ever figure out what this song's about? You know, I, I was th- what I thought it was is, you know, you ha- when you look at every generation, we all have our own opinions and our own thoughts. And as newer ones come along, we all struggle adjust- adjusting to what they're thinking. So right. I thought it was like being stuck in what we are at. I mean, we're getting to that point now where we're, we're becoming the elders, which is scary to think, even though we don't act like it. Get Did off you my enjoy the song? Oh, my. I, I, you know what? When, it, when, I down, when I uploaded it to our podcast list and I'm listening to it, I, I didn't look at who was singing. And I thought it was the Scorpions when it first came on. I went, ooh, interesting. You're bringing another Scorpion song. Um, but this song is so well put together. Going into the chorus, and I understand what Derek was saying about it sounded dated. When he starts to go say, say that, whoa, I'm like, oh my, that is dated sounding. But then I listened to it, and the guitar, and there's a keyboard that actually played along with that whoa and i'm like that's pretty darn cool did you, uh, you say really, whoa whoa <laughs> so you gotta really listen to it um the it was amazing i thought the guitar playing though is awesome i miss his tones when he jams red beach is really underrated as a guitar player vastly yes. Derek, what song do you want to speak about next? Um, why don't we go with well, Brad? What was your song? My consequences. Bye. Okay. Let's do that one, Brad. I, you know, you go ahead. All right, Derek or CJ, who's it by? Palisades. My consequence. Yes, this band is out of New Jersey. What really drew me to this song is I am a huge Thousand Foot Crutch fan. Um, I felt some Lincoln Park vibes in this song. It was a solid, slashy, deep, slow, stomping song. I just really dig the sound of it. And they're an American-based band out of Jersey. Who would have thought it? Yeah, I love this song. So this is the fourth album, new single four albums out previously this is the first album with brandon elgar the bassist has turned new singer so this band's had a lot of success in the past you know they were voted on like the number one new alternative artist on billboard they have like tons of spins over 262 million spins the question is is can they avoid the kiss of death with the vocalist change? And I got to say is, uh, yes, yes, they can, because he sounds great on this track. Didn't, they didn't skip a beat, Derek. The only thing I'd say is the first time I heard it, I thought, okay, this sounds like every, every other kind of alternative song I hear. You know, it has kind of the same formula. But the more I listen to it, I uh, it started to grow on me. That happens a lot when you guys send me your horrible songs. I listen to them a bunch of times, and they kind of grow on me. And this one did grow on me. I thought it was a good song as well. And 
you know, and it's, yeah, does it set, but there's lots of music, ACDC, there's lots of music that ha- follows a, a similar formula over and over again. So uh, I can't hold that against them. Good song. And of course, listen to Spotify for full length songs accompanying the reviews for each song. They play like magic, just like the radio. So going back to the days of the radio, back to the 70s, Nazareth, strange days. So, so Brad, Nazareth had two monster hits. What were they? Oh, something about a dog. What Hair of the that? dog. Hair of the dog. And of course, everyone would know that song better as Now You're Messing. Now You're Messing with, with the Some Bitch. Yep. I don't know the other song. Derek? Love Hurts. Love <laughs> Hurts. Yeah, monster hit on Love Hurts. <laughs> Well, this is a new one, Strange Days. Take it away. Oh, so I came across this song, and I didn't expect much. It's Nazareth. I mean, I know of two monster songs, you know, and we love playing and partying and stuff. Love Hurts, of course, was, you know, dance, slow dancing with your girl, and then messing with the son of a bitch, you know. that Oh, that song was great. Start kicking some ass, you know, get ready. and uh, But that's it. And I always viewed them as like an older band and stuff. And so I wasn't expecting much, but then I listened to the song and I was way pleasantly surprised. Um, I did find out that it is a new lead singer. And just so you know, um, I think the bass player may be the only original member, which is weird for the bass player to keep the name of the band. Usually it's a guitarist or a lead singer, but this song surprisingly for me, and you guys are probably gonna disagree, I do not think it sounds that dated. I don't. I think the new singer interjects a little life into them. And they had some different, I love his vocal range he was doing. He was changing his register for the for the uh, chorus and whatnot. I, I thought it was a really good song. So I was hoping you guys would like it, but you know, it doesn't matter because I know it's a good song. I agree. And we're talking about Carl Sentence is the new vocalist. He replaced uh, Dan McCafferty in 2013. He left because of health reasons. And uh, the bassist, uh, Pete Agnew, he was, a, he was an original founding member. So he, he's, keeping in, he's keeping the rock and roll alive, keeping Nazareth out and relevant. And they sound relevant. This song isn't dated not dated at all i think it sounds great how did you find this song because i i didn't see it making the rounds at all that's what i'm most wow. interested in how the hell did you find this you know you got a hold of my playlist and he found it and stole it <laughs> yeah good i don't know man it just came across and i said nazareth really and i hit press play all right brad before you take over for your part what do you think what do you, what do you think of the nazareth song did you say anything brad not yet he was uh, just i'm kicking it in. to him right now but little oh. piece of trivia since you're on the road let's see if we can check out the big brain on brad oh, nazareth geez. is from what country brad oh it's got to be sweden <laughs> well it starts with an s 
They're the Scottish rockers. Go ahead. Oh, all right. <laughs> I would not have known that. You know, actually, um, you know, I've been dealing now with a sinus infection for the past two weeks. Pussy. And when I started listening to this song, and the only old school thing about this song is the back and forth sounds. And the beginning of that song made me so freaking dizzy when I first started hearing it. And I was like, whoa. Um, so I could not listen to the headphones the first couple of days. Uh, so that was crazy. Um, I felt that the chorus section of this song was so well written. Um, the patterns, they didn't follow anything of the norm because when you actually listen to it, it doesn't follow the 12 bars of a chorus and then switch. It was like 16 to 20 and it changed. And I, I thought that was so cool. So. And, and of course, the back and forth sounds Brad's talking about recording in stereo where it's in one ear and then in the other <laughs> ear, you might have the guitar on the right side and then the guitar is maybe a little bit lighter on the left and it Dude, can go it was... back and forth to give the illusion of space. But at yeah, pretty... age, it's called it's called vertigo. Oh my god, I felt like I was getting punched in both ears. I wish. Oh, all right. So let's get into the trifecta of rock and roll covers. Bonus YouTube. Yeah, and and we'll do a little YouTube bonus and include the first song. And of course, you can find the entire show on Spotify on the podcast version. But Brad, Brad has been begging to bring this song for weeks. And I've just been I've just been shutting that door, shutting that door in his face every week. Okay, no, actually, Brad's been hot trot with it, but he's been forgetting every week. Just hasn't got squeezed in. But this week we're getting it done in the cover trifecta state of mind in the air tonight brad you know it's amazing because we always talk about rockstar j yep you know i have so much huge respect for this band um they uh they really put this song up on social media. And I'm glad, CJ, you actually recognize that I was trying to support them also in that. Um, normally, they don't bands don't deliver on it, and they I felt they did. It was it was pretty cool. Uh, there, they brought some improvements to it. I felt the drum beat and the it throughout the lyrics felt like a heartbeat. I didn't notice that in the Genesis song. I thought that was pretty cool. Gruff sounds underneath the chorus, awesome. You know, it was pretty cool. So if you're going to do this song justice, you absolutely have to nail the bridge, Phil. Brad, did State of Mind do it half as well as the Blue Man Group? Oh, my God. The Blue Man Group, that would that's what they need to do when they go, go in concert around the world. Because they need to bring No Resolve and the Blue Man Group. And they just need to beat on those drums and make things shot, squirt up in the air. You know, the blue paint, the orange paint, the gray paint, the gold paint. Yes, 
They did. The second drum beat, the first one actually was more impactful than Genesis or the other band we're going to talk about later. But this one, man, that second one, it was powerful. Huntsman? Yeah, I mean, it's a classic song. This is Phil Collins, right? This is not Genesis, correct? Correct? Phil Collins, correct. Phil Collins, right. So he had some great, he was a great drummer because he had that song, uh, I Don't Care Anymore. Oh my God, that song is one of my favorite songs he does. And this song, you know, you're talking about the Blue Man Group. I saw the Blue Man Group in Vegas. And yeah, the drumming is incredible. And I can see where this song fits perfectly in it. Although when you say Blue Man Group, I just figured because it's been so long since we've talked about Rockstar Jay and State of Mind, Brad probably, Beefcake probably had uh, blue balls. So that's probably why I was thinking about the Blue Man Group. Um, but no, they do a great job on this song. They don't change, they keep true to the nature of the song and they just put that just a little, they, they just jack it up. They put a little supercharger gas in there, turbocharge it up and make it the state of mind kind of a, a song. So, ah, we love, we love uh, state of mind of Rockstar Jay. And he has said, he responded to me when I said, asked him for new music and he said, it's coming soon. Coming soon. That's so okay. It can't be rushed, Shay. It can't be rushed. Get some relief for those balls, Brad. Well, uh, you know, and I am going to try to get relief now by requesting Jay when he goes to, <laughs> not that way. When they actually play at the Machine Shop in Flint with no re resolve, that I come up on stage and introduce him. Well, that's oh, not going to happen. Oh boy! <laughs> because oh, who boy. brought him to the podcast? I oh, did. Oh, don't. We don't care about you. Hey, I chant their name all the time. He should Ke care about you. Ke Kevin's never letting you on anywhere near the stage, Brad. Ever. Kevin gives me a hug every time I'm in there. Don't give me that crap. All right. So here, here's here's the tough questions. Phil Collin, very unique voice, very powerful voice. Did, did Jay bring the mail on this one? How how'd he do on the vocal? Well, you know, I compared him to, you know, originally for a rock style non-point. I went to that and I looked at that and I felt that Jay brought in some fill ranges, but then he actually surpassed non-point in other ranges. I, I agree. Very few bands have covered this song. Uh, actually, only three. Non-point was the other one. I I agree. State of mind, better version than non-points version, Derek. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And non-points, they tried to, I think they tried to change it a little too much. I don't think they stayed true to the song as much as State of Mind did. And I think that's important with a classic song like this. It's like, look, I'm a nerd for uh, Elton John. I love his song, uh, Your Song is the name of the song. Is one of, I think, the hardest songs to cover because it is perfect. And this is kind of one of those songs, a classic song, and it's hard to do. And you can screw it up and sound like an idiot. And so while Nonpoint didn't sound like idiots, I thought they did a good job, but they twisted it up enough to make it more of a Nonpoint non song, I think. And where uh, 
state of mind, stayed true to it and did it justice. So. So the second cover in the trifecta, Corey Taylor has covered on the dark side. And it was like a, uh, it looks like it was a B side, like that wasn't included on his album, but he threw it out as a single. So my question to you, Brad, did the John Cougar melody medley, the, did the John Cougar R-O-C-K in the USA medley and the backside of Dark Side screw up the cover? Actually, I loved it because I actually started to reminisce. When he threw that in there, I'm like, oh my goodness, that's pretty darn cool. You know. Now, this is very unique with what he did with the medley because he actually mixed in two songs. The, the whole mashup. The dark side mashup in the backside of this. Derek, did you listen to it closely? Could you pick out the third song because he had it way down in the mix underneath dark side and oh R-O-C-K? Did, could you pick it out? No, and thank you for making, feel, making me feel like an idiot now. But uh, I, when I first heard the R-O-C-K thing, I didn't like it. I thought, stop it. This is a classic song. You know, this song is a classic song because it's from that movie eddie and the cruisers right you know right. it was in that movie my, it was one of my my father's favorite movies and uh just it's just a, such a great song and john cafferty isn't it john cafferty the beaver brown band that does that yes it is and uh his voice is a little deeper and it's such a cool uh, uh voice i think Corey taylor does a good job on it mm-hmm. um and this is actually from an EP I think he does of a few other cover songs as well. So what yep. is the third song though? Tell me. Yeah. If you listen really close, the third song is what I like about you. And I could tell there was something else under there, but I couldn't pick it out. I actually had to throw on the headphones. There's actual the lyrics. There's out. lyrics underneath that are actually saying it. That's it's, it's going between the rocking in the USA and that. I no. think, okay, that makes sense. Okay, I heard that. But, yeah. Can, no. can I go ahead? Can, do a, can I do a conspiracy thing here? Oh, oh I hope it works out better than last week. Oh, this one's going to. You might have to leave the conspiracies to me. Okay, go, buddy. M- MGK, the king of ripping off covers, who has attacked Corey Taylor. Do you think this is a big FU to MGK saying, look, I play for Slipknot? I got stone sour i got my own solo artist and if you want me to do covers look at this i can do this even better than you just throwing it out there did machine gun kelly try a cover of dark side no but he came up with that misery's my business business that first song oh okay um well cj don't you I don't know think so. if if any band does a cover that's 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 them, you know, attacking Corey Taylor, I guess. I don't but know. But they're having a war, aren't they still? Yeah, 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 it does not work. You're done with conspiracies. <laughs> yeah, leave the conspiracies to me. Leave the tinfoil hat or tin hat to CJ. <laughs> now, one other thing is the dark side is just loaded with stellar saxophone. And it was missing in this cover version. 
but it wasn't totally missing because they played it on lead guitar the the sax parts um um you know uh turn turned over for the guitar what do you think of that derek i i i liked it i thought they did it i thought they did a fantastic job on the song honestly i just like the only thing was Corey taylor's voice listen when that started it sounded so good it sounded it really rem- brought me back to that time and i the whole song i thought was really good that the, the, the they were able to do that with the guitars too i thought i thought that was maybe some of the best uh singing Corey has maybe ever, ever done i thought he sounded great yeah which brings us to our third cover and this is an artist that has never been on the Rockwire podcast and will never be on the Rockwire podcast again because she has stepped way out of her lane to do the whole cover. Of course, whole Courtney Love, uh, you know, Kurt Cobain's wife after she killed him, put, put out an excellent album with her band Whole. And Doja Cat is a hip-hop artist. She's kind of a uh, rapper, but she does sing a lot of the hooks. And she has covered Celebrity Skin. Brad, what do you think about this one? You know, I I actually, I I got a hats off to her. I thought it sounded very similar to the original song. I was surprised by her raspy voice that she could actually pull that off after hearing her R&B stuff or hip hop, whatever you call it. Um, you never know though. She could be back on this. If she comes up, stays in this lane. Yeah. You never know. Uh, the, the rock and roll bug bit Miley Cyrus and it looks like it might be sticking now. Now, of course, Doja cat, this song was actually featured in the Taco Bell Super Bowl commercial. Did you even make that connection? That's her. <clears throat> Not Derek. What do you think about this cover? You know, it's kind of funny. When I saw it, I go, I don't, I don't know. I don't listen to any Hole or Courtney Love songs. I could care less. Um, oh, that but, album when, was good, man. But when I played, well, whatever. But when I played it. I was like, oh, yeah, this song, cool. I was amazed at how the Doja Cat, whatever her name is, how how she was able to make her voice sound almost crappy as enough like uh, Courtney Loves. But actually, she couldn't quite pull it off, so it sounded really good. I kind of liked it. Now, if you were to actually go back and listen to the whole version of the song, Courtney actually sings really good on this track. I, I think I think what you said is really off the mark and unfair. Now Don't I'm going to put you two on the spot. On the spot. We'll see if one of you can come through. Now, did you notice that the Doge, Ms. Doja Cat, changed the second lyric of this song did you notice the lyric change okay we, we i know the answer is no for derek because because he he has expressed his he, he he he's not digging the hole 
I'm going to look at, I'm, try, I'm trying to look it up without getting caught. <laughs> so I did not. <laughs> All right. Um, second line in the song, Courtney, I'm a walking study in demonology. Yeah. Taco Bell and Doja didn't want to, uh, <laughs> they didn't want to use that lyric. Shockingly. They, uh, they, they use something about fire. Um, walking study and a flame on fire something something like that so they they had to get that demonology line out and and of course that that's misinformation uh that that's a wild conspiracy theory that courtney did in fact kill kurt and kurt didn't shoot himself there's a movie makes a documentary on it several years back it it makes quite a it does make quite a compelling uh (laughs) <laughs> makes quite a compelling uh side um other misinformation uh i i tend to allude it i tend to allude that the vaccine might have whacked bob saget that turns out to be untrue apparently uh bob saget mysteriously fell and hit his head in the front and the back and died from a bleeding a brain bleed after uh he decided he wasn't really hurt that bad and just went to sleep and woke up dead uh the family's suing not to let any of the details of the uh autopsy out i don't know about that i don't know if we ever will get the strange story on what the hell hit bob saget in the head and killed him but it it probably was the bump on the head, not the uh, the jabby. Go ahead. Are we Mary. going away from Doja now? Yeah, we're done with the Doja. Oh. I was just gonna say Doja. I did. I, I was trying to figure out the origination of her name. Do you know where like where she came from or anything? Um, she is a LA based artist, and she has a bit of a uh, superhero uh, fandom side to her, and she she loves Catwoman. The particularly the Halle Berry Catwoman, and she's a very beautiful woman, very, uh, very light, fit, light skinned African American girl, and it it just kind of fits. Yeah. In fact, in you some, know, she, in, in some photos, really, I'm like she's white, and then in other photos, I'm, I'm like, oh, she's obviously black, and but yeah, she she's well, black. But well, when I looked at her, woman. she seemed she to me she appeared to be, I don't know, maybe. A blend of like Jewish and uh, South African, but that's that's just what I th- I thought when I saw her. I thought she's beautiful, beautiful woman. Yeah, I don't uh, know what the mix <laughs> is, but the mix is right. Um, let's let's see. Oh, what else we got? We have four minutes left. Let's hit a little a little bit of news. Phil Anselmo says that he wrote the riff. To mouth of war. Brad, you buying that? You know, they may have been drunk strumming a guitar together. Wait, wait, pause. Of course, Phil Enzamal, the lead singer of Pantera, Mouth of War, maybe the best riff in how to be metal. Continue. Right. But him and Dime may have been drinking around a fire in an ashtray and they may have been playing around and came up with it. I'm not going to say he did it 100% on his own. 
There's no way. I actually, I thought, no way is this true. Because I, I actually think the riff is that good that that this is a dime riff. So I was like, can I find Phil Anzamo? Can I find any video of him playing guitar ever? And I found this sweet video. They brought Jason Newstead, uh, formerly of Metallica, up on stage. And they're doing a cover with him. And uh, they, they switched it up. Phil takes the guitar. He plays guitar. Dime sings. I think I think Newstead was also playing bass. They did, did a kind of a wild cover of Whiplash. Derek, anything to add? How do you sound a guitar, though? He was what? serviceable. He's no dime. No. I mean, it's it sloppy. It was live. Who knows? Who knows? But he's playing dime bags guitar through dime bag system, so he's going to have a dime bag sound. You know. So it's my turn, Brad. I know. I didn't think you'd comprehend that. Okay, so I will say this. I don't think it's true. I think Phil Anselmo, I like the guy. He's like the, the guy in high school that you liked hanging around with and partying with, but you knew he, he sometimes is kind of an asshole. I think that's who this guy is. I like him, and you would like him hanging out with him. be fun. But you know he's got these kind of, eh, you know, little asshole tendencies and may blow the truth out, you know, may exaggerate a little bit, so... No, no, the last little tidbit I got, Machine Gun Kelly, he he did a lot of, uh, he was part of the NBA All-Star celebration in his hometown of Cleveland. That's where the All-Star game was. And he got trashed pretty hard on Twitter for his introduction. He, he did the Hello Cleveland introduction for the starting lineups of the teams. He he didn't actually name the players, but he did the open and uh, Twitter wasn't too kind to him. I can't say it was good. I went back and watched it. It wasn't good. He kind of shot from the hip. I don't think he really rehearsed exactly what he was going to say and went off script, but I think... You're not going to hear me say anything bad about Machine Gun Kelly anymore. It's, it's gotten to the part where it's like hip to rip on Kelly. And he, it, he's getting more crap than he deserves at this point. That's my opinion. That's the Rockwire podcast. You See love ya. Machine Gun Kelly. He makes you happy. Oh, yeah. His misery brought us so much joy. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Rockwire. If you have any suggestions for show content or want to be part of the fun, drop me an email. CJRockwire at ProtonMail.com You can also comment on YouTube. We'll see it. Like, subscribe, rate five stars. All that shit to help the show out.